News Now. Sports, business, entertainment, and more. The NL Morning News is on 610 AM. 14 degrees on our way to a high of 34. For Kamloops, I imagine much the same for the Nicola Valley. Well, BC Salmon, as you probably know, are in trouble. Numbers are down. The steelhead on the verge of extinction. Premier Horgan announcing a new wild salmon council to find some answers and remedies. First Nations, part of the conversation. And joining us this morning, Chief of the Lower Nicola Indian Band, it is Aaron Shumahetsa. Good morning to you. Good morning, Aaron. Are you there? Aaron. I think you can probably hear us now. Can you hear us? Yes. Good morning, Howie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Probably heard, the music was probably blaring in your ears there. Um, is is the formation of this council the the best strategy at this time? Well, I think it's a, a positive first step for sure. Uh, our salmon are definitely in dire straits, as well as our steelhead, and. We'll see what happens over the next few months. It's my understanding that in the fall time, the provincial government will be making recommendations. And uh, from there, I'm really hopeful that the uh, advice will turn into into action. Uh, Aaron, it's Shane Woodford here. Good morning. Good morning, Shane. i just curious. Uh, I mean, the, obviously, it's a bit of an understatement to say that the salmon are an important uh, part of First Nations culture, and it probably goes way beyond that. But in your mind, I mean, is this, when you talk about action maybe later in the year, should we not be taking action much sooner than now? I think we're all sort of aware to some degree the problem out there. Should we not be just doing something about it? Well, I, I would agree with that. Um, when it comes to our steelhead, uh, when you hear that there's when it's when they're endangered, for example, and you have less than 200 fish in the in our rivers and streams, yes, action uh, needs to happen as soon as possible. Uh, one of the the concerns I have uh, relating to this new advisory council is that um, the federal government isn't at the table, and it's imperative when it comes to our salmon whether it be sockeye, chinook, steelhead, that the federal government be at the table. And, and I believe here in the interior, we need to do what we can to put pressure on the feds to be at this table or other tables to address the serious issues relating to our, our fish. With this, with this council, though, I know it's a, a provincial body. Uh, is it not uh, going to come up with recommendations to then uh, give to the feds? Uh, I, I, I'm not part of the, I haven't seen the terms of reference or anything. I assume that the province and the council understand the, the importance of the federal government being involved. But in some respects, you know, we shouldn't be having, or giving advice to the federal government. I believe First Nations, uh, you know, all the different stakeholders should be involved in sitting down together as well and saying, what can we do together to take care of our, our salmon? Aaron, how much, uh, you referenced it a bit there, but I'm curious from your perspective, how much is, is this a problem of overlapping jurisdictions? We got the federal government in charge of the oceans where the salmon begin their journey, the provincial government in charge of the rivers where they finish their journey, and then we got lobby groups like sports fishermen, and we obviously have uh, First Nations uh, governments uh, uh, across the province who, who have very much have a stake and, and a say in this, in this matter. Uh, how, how much of a problem and how, and how difficult is it to get all of those parties to the table to say, okay, this is what we need to do. We're doing this. 
Well, one of the things that I believe that we should be doing is we should be looking at other jurisdictions, um, not just here in BC and Canada, but other, you know, other countries or other states. You could look south of the border, for example, in, in Washington state in 1974, there was a federal court decision known as the Bolt decision. In the 70s, what happened was out of that court case, the, they ruled that the Native American tribes and uh, Washington State need to co-manage the salmon in the steelhead. It's, here we are almost 40 years later. I believe they're doing a lot better job than we are. And so from my perspective, like First Nations, uh, we've been here for thousands of years. And uh, contrary to what some believe, uh, we actually managed our fish uh, prior to European contact. I appreciate we can go back to the past, but for, I believe, all British Columbians, sports fishermen, commercial fishermen, First Nations, it's imperative that we work together and see our common interests and sit down and, you know, craft a plan of action. Because if we don't, I mean, if you look at what, what's happened on the East Coast, uh, in relation to the cod and others, right? Um, if we don't take care of our fish, we're we're going to be in big trouble here. Obviously, uh, fishing practices have have changed in the in the native fishery. Do you, do you think, for the most part, uh, the native fishery is doing its part and is doing uh, due diligence? Well, I I think it's important that I think it's important that uh, First Nations voices be heard, but. We need to be at the table. There is currently some negotiations that are taking place, uh, and it relates to an organization called the Fraser Salmon Management Council, where um, it comes to management of the salmon fisheries within the Fraser watershed. And there's 70 um, bands that are part of that uh, council, and they've been in ongoing negotiations with the DFO um, for at least a couple or a few years to see if we can get to a place of, of managing the salmon uh, cooperatively. Unfortunately, from what I've last heard, uh, there hasn't been a lot of progress made there. But, you know, I think, yeah, the First Nations need to look at what we can do and, you know, not make excuses and go to the province, go to the feds and say, we want to be part of the solution not just for ourselves, but everybody. Uh, last question, Aaron. Uh, just uh, if we've been talking again, you referenced you know decades worth of, of recommendations and, and calls to action. Uh, if we don't get this right now, if if this panel doesn't come up with something, if we don't get the feds, if if the stars don't align and, and we don't actually take action now, and we see more decades of kind of you know passing the puck around and not really doing anything with it, uh, and then we start to see the steelhead disappear, we start to see other salmon stocks disappear. Uh, culturally, what would that mean for First Nations people as far as, as, as a hit? Well, I would like to say that failure isn't an option and we don't have decades. We need to do something now and uh, we need to have a plan, like you said, um, as soon as possible. Uh, if we lose our salmon, uh, we've been reliant on salmon for thousands of years and, and British Columbians, uh, non-native um, people as well, I, I know, are very reliant on salmon as well, but we need to do something, and we will lose our way of life if, if they disappear. So 
I don't believe that's an option, and we need to do everything we can to protect our salmon here in British Columbia. It's a, it's, it's our legacy. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us this yeah, morning. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, there's the chief of the Lower Nicola Indian Band. We're going to continue our coverage of, of BC Salmon, MLA for Saanich North, and the islands. Uh, the Greens, Adam Olson, joins us in one minute. The NL Morning News with Howie and Shane on 610 AM and RadioNL.com. 14 degrees at 720. Continue our coverage of the crises facing BC salmon. We're joined by the MLA for Saanich North and the Islands, the Greens' Adam Olson. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, how are you doing today, Adam? I'm well, thank you, Shane. Good. Uh, hey, first off, can you, uh, I think, and we were talking a bit about it in the last segment, I think you probably caught some of that conversation, uh, but uh, we've established this this panel, this committee, the Salmon Secretariat, which you pushed for. I think uh, uh, you're very well versed in the challenges facing the salmon stocks uh, up and down our coast. Um, and I've said all along, I think you can make a case for the time for talk is over and the time for action is now. Uh, as far as you're concerned and with what we heard about on Friday in the formation of this council, give me a roadmap and an idea when we're going to go from, I think we should do this, to uh, the more active phrasing, we are doing this. Well, I think that this is actually a, a, a we are doing this uh, scenario. Um, uh, basically, what, what we uncovered, uh, uncovered throughout the spring session, as, as I and my uh, two colleagues, uh, Sonia Personal and Andrew Weaver, uh, dug in on, on uh, wild salmon uh, policymaking in the province, is that it was fragmented across a number of ministries, all of which uh, have to plug in at some point to the federal government uh, and the DFO. And so um, we received this letter last fall that said there are, I think, six ministries that all take a lead role in uh, in salmon policymaking, or at least impact salmon in the province. And we recognize that when you have six ministries all taking a lead role, that it's it's very, very fragmented. So this, uh, what we pushed for in creating a wild salmon secretariat or was a, an effort to bring the policy making, uh, centralize it within our government. We used to have a Minister of Fisheries. We used to have, uh, you know, t- 20 years ago, we used to have Fisheries Renewal BC, which was uh, doing a lot of this work, bringing uh, the provincial government, organizing it uh, under one roof so that when we go and speak to the federal government to talk to the DFO about whether it be Indigenous uh, fishery or whether it be the commercial fishery or um, or even, uh, as we've seen down here in the Salish Sea recently, with decisions that were made around Chinook, uh, uh, whether it be a sport fishery, that we're speaking with one uh, strong voice. So I think I, I look at this uh, uh, this announcement on Friday as, as the first action or as a first step towards uh, better organizing ourselves, better coordinating uh, our efforts so that when we, when we speak, we speak powerfully uh, for the coastal communities, for interior communities, uh, for all of British Columbia. This is uh, a wild salmon uh, council and committee. Uh, is, is farm salmon the elephant in the room? Uh, well, farm salmon is one, is one part of, of salmon policy. We know that, uh, uh, we know that when the uh, Liberals took power in 2001, uh, they put John Van Dongen on, on the file, and, and he very clearly stated that uh, the, the goals of the B.C. Liberals were different than the previous NDP government, that private enterprise was their focus, and aquaculture, or fin fish aquaculture, 
open net pens as we uh, see them on the coast was going to be the focus. And they basically abandoned wild salmon policy, uh, the creeks, streams, community development, forestry practices uh, were all, um, uh, all impact wild salmon. They essentially abandoned that policy and focused on fixing the protein problem with, uh, with uh, finfish aquaculture. So I would suggest that, you know, it's one piece of, uh, of the an important piece. Uh, don't diminish the piece uh, in terms of uh, impacting, uh, impacting wild salmon. There's a growing uh, body of work that's being done by scientists to show that there's an impact. Uh, but there is, uh, we've just tackled this, uh, my colleagues and I have tackled this at the broad policy level saying there are multiple impacts on wild salmon and, and the provincial government needs to start dealing with a lot of them. You know, the province has this inclination to blame DFO uh, for the situation that we have right now with, uh, with wild salmon. I would suggest that certainly um, the, the DFO has, uh, has a, a big uh, role to play in this. But so do we. I mean, we, we regulate forestry practices. We regulate where municipalities can build and where they cannot build. We regulate uh, agricultural practices. Uh, we are taking a much bigger role in First Nations relationships. So we have far more of the policymaking uh, around, uh, you know, salmon and their habitat, where they come back to spawn, uh, making sure that, uh, that those places are not... Uh, uh, inhabitable, or uh, that, that salmon can survive there. So uh, that's the work that's being done here. Is is the province needs to take responsibility for its part of the policy making in this area. Adam, one of the biggest challenges uh, and the mandate of this of this uh, new group is to sustain and restore salmon stocks. Uh, I don't need to tell you here in the interior, we're looking at a steelhead return that's less than 200 fish forecast for the Thompson, the Chilcotin around 50, which is horrific, uh, teetering on the brink of extinction in that particular group. Uh, challenges remain in other species of salmon as well. Uh, but how do you go in and sustain and then also restore? How do you manage the fish population in this day and age? Is it is it as much as is like a complete closure of the fishery in some cases. Give me an idea of where we should go there. So, yes, I mean, I think the answer to your question is yes, we, we have got to uh, make some sacrifices uh, when it comes to, uh, to a fisheries. There's just that that's conservation is just going to be, has to be a, a major role. And, and perhaps, you know, some of the critics of the announcement uh, really pointed out the, the lack of conservation on this panel. It's something that I'm going to be bringing up uh, early on but but what i would say is that we have to deal with it at a at a broad level look salmon and fish tend to look after themselves as long as we're not damaging their habitat uh and so uh, what we've seen we've seen this on the uh, south fraser river uh which has tremendous impacts uh further up uh, into uh, uh into the interior of bc the decisions that are made about how communities are developed, where a road is built, uh, is there a fish ladder, can, can fish access uh, places that they go uh, back to spawn. So uh, it, it is about conservation. We are going to have to conserve. We are going to have to make difficult decisions that are not going to be uh, popular on the short term in order to, uh, uh, to ensure that we're not further damaging those stocks. I mean, those numbers, I... I stood in the house, uh, you know, with an incredible amount of <laughs> emotion boiling inside of me, reading those exact numbers that you just did about the steelhead. I know that the uh, the, the representatives from 
uh, from the ridings around uh, around your area are very very concerned about this and have been talking about steelhead uh, for quite some time. So. The reality about the wild salmon secretariat is if, if we can get the focus on wild salmon, it's going to have a lot of spillover effects on, on other species that are uh, in critical, critical situations. And, and for me, that the number one point here is that we need to act on this with a great sense of urgency. We cannot, uh, as Aaron was saying, as the chief was saying earlier, we cannot sit back and, and let uh, the DFO manage these fish stocks to zero let uh, let the fragmentation in the provincial government to prevail and continue uh, to uh, to have less than ideal uh, um, uh, policy making around that are going to impact salmon. We have got to take this and 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 move it forward. Fishing uh, the, the the fishery is one of the four foundational industries of this province, and uh, and we cannot. Uh, uh, we we <laughs> you know it's part of who we are as a province, and so we absolutely must. Uh, do this with a great sense of urgency. We're we're about uh, forty-five seconds away. When when does work uh, get underway? When do you guys uh, sit down at the table, or is that already started? Well, as the premier said on on Friday, it's going to be a very busy summer for us. So I've not received uh, uh, the the note saying we need you uh, immediately, but I am I'm uh, assuming that email is going to be coming very soon, and we'll get working on this. Uh, in in the short term and to uh, get back to government uh, in the fall with some ideas and uh, and I'll continue to work uh, on the inside of this uh, advisory council but I'll also be speaking uh, from the outside as well to ensure that we're doing the absolute best we can. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks Adam, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay, there's uh, the Greens' Adam Olson who is part of this uh, 14-member council uh, for Wild BC Salmon.